Do you see this? Oh yeah. The CEO of Nikola was found guilty of fraud over statements he made while CEO of the company. Mm -hmm. uh, Nikola is going to be paying out $125 million to really? the SEC. That's their fine. Nice. I don't so know how do much- Do they have $125 million? That's a really good question, because normally <laughs> when the SEC finds someone, it's an adorable amount of money compared to what they made right. on said fraud. Right. But in this case, I actually don't know if the company has had to shutter. Hey folks, welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast, and today's episode is brought to you in part by Manscaped. You know what's up with that bush? That bush needs trimming. And if you don't know about it, you better hear about it. Manscaped are the best products for gardening that area. Taking care of that bush is important. And these products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. And if you don't think that's fucking written in this script, you are wrong. They wrote nutsack on the cul-de-sac because the people at Manscaped are big and bold, just like that bush. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code TIRE for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Dude, these scripts from Manscaped are hilarious. They love talking about bush and they love talking about leveling up the full body grooming game. They sent us the performance package 4.0. It sounds like it's a, a part of a car. It sounds like you're getting extra horsepower, but it's not. It's the lawnmower 4.0. It's the electric trimmer, and it's a bush's worst nightmare. It's designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology. There's not a lot of uh, uh, trimmers out there designed for balls. Correct. I mean, most are designed for faces and adapted to balls. This one other way around. You could use it on your face or your head or other parts of your body, but it's meant for your nuts. Basic landscaping science says when you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. It also comes with the weed whacker. This fine-tuned nose and ear ear This fine-tuned nose and ear hair trimmer will make sure your nasty nose pubes are under control. Me being an Arab, the ears. It's the ears. They need work. Dude, my nose Bro. is growing after the last five years. I just yep. hit 35 and it was like, what is all this Bro. stuff? I got bushes now. I used to make fun of my grandpa yep. for them shits coming out of his ears. And now I hit 40. Turns out my boy was just yeah. like me. When, no joke. When this box arrived, it had the yep. new nose trimmer in there. I was yeah. like, yes, I was excited. I'm, I'm about that. I'm about that weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. And uh, the performance package purchase also comes with two free gifts, the shed travel bag and the patented high performance reduced chafing manscaped boxers. I put the boxers on. They are nice. They reduce chafing. They're made of a very soft, very high performance material, and they've got a whole bunch of other products on their website to help maximize your confidence and grooming game, not to mention your lawn care metaphors. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code TIRE at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code TIRE. It's time you level up from the Amazon to the Amadong. Imagine getting paid to write this. Love it. With the ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped. Man, hiring copywriters now at Manscaped. 
Got a gardening metaphor? Bring it on. Also brought to you in part today by ButcherBox. Thanksgiving is coming, baby. And here's something to think about. ButcherBox turkey. It's on, dude. Peace of mind with ButcherBox because they take the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. I'm talking about grass-fed beef, free-range chicken, pork raised out of the crate, and wild-caught seafood, all humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. Get what you want delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping in the continental U.S. and no surprise fees. There's so many box plan options from curated to customized and changed your plan whenever you want. There are exclusive member deals so you can save big on the cuts. Enjoy a range of high quality cuts that are hard to come by at the grocery store at an amazing value. I get that butcher box and then I've got meat for the month. It's my favorite thing to just when I leave for work, I pull that meat out of the freezer, and then I know what vegetables to get. I could do the cast iron uh, filet mignons in the pan. I can use the burger meat to make my famous ragu. It is fantastic. But it's all about Thanksgiving this month, and the main course for Thanksgiving can sometimes be a main source of stress. Not anymore. ButcherBox is offering our listeners free turkey with their first order. So sign up today at butcherbox.com slash tire, and use code tire to get one 10 to 14 pound turkey free in your first box. That's butcherbox.com slash tire, and use code tire to get a 10 to 14 pound turkey free in your first box. All right, folks, it is a crew show today. Zach gives us his review of the Ferrari 296 Spider. We talk about the Alpina B6 that I drove in, or B8 that I drove in Germany and can uh, now have the video released for. Uh, we talk about some updates to my old Italian cars. We give an update on the Elantra N noise violation story. And of course, we answer your questions, including how much to offer your neighbor or brother-in-law or somebody for a 1974 Porsche 911 freshly restored and other things. It's a cruise show on today's Smoking Tire Podcast. And don't forget, the best way to get the Smoking Tire Podcast is through Patreon, patreon.com slash the Smoking Tire Podcast. You can listen to the live stream as it's recorded. You can ask your questions to me and Zach for the crew shows and for our guests. You can get an advertising free listening experience, both in audio and video. You can get the shows the day they're recorded rather than waiting for Tuesday to Thursday. And you can get an extra podcast every month, nine shows a month at our top tier Patreon level. Get it all at patreon.com slash the smoking tire podcast. Welcome back to the program. To the program. How about uh, Salika last week? That was great. She rules, right? Yeah, she's a really good show. Really interesting. I don't know if the SEO will be there because it's someone that people largely haven't heard of, but if you are tuning into this show because it's the old familiar me and Zach, there's a there's a saying in podcasting, famous or familiar. If they have to be one of the two, the audience doesn't like to meet new people mm -hmm. they've never heard of. But if you're going to go listen to a show with someone you've never heard of, Salika Talbot from our last show was a very interesting chat. Um, that show is the one right before this on the, the list. One. Like literally, on if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, whatever, yeah. it is Just the show that aired one. one before this. Yeah. yeah. Um, very, very interesting uh, 90 minutes of radio that. 
I mean, so to give some context, like she runs an autonomous vehicle and EV technology consultancy group. Yes. But she also ran the Department of Transportation for New Jersey. Yes. Right. Before. And she was also a lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, a, a corporate liability lawyer that defended Toyota in the floor mats ah. lawsuit, class action, and Ford in the rollover lawsuits. So she was like on the court. So she's been on the corporate side. She's been on the government side and she's now on the public advocacy side. So like yeah. the three the three pillars of the world, corporate, public and the government, mm-hmm. she's been on every team. And she despite her time on the corporate side, the discussions we had on the show, she was definitely not like, oh, no. yes, corporations can solve all these problems. Yeah, so she did really not come not... away from her time with corporations being massively pro-corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Really so, worth a listen. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I really uh, I really enjoyed that 90 minutes of radio. And I'm, I'm glad of all the people that I met in Germany uh, that it was her that I was able to get in, this, in the studio. There were other interesting people for sure, but uh, she was the most interesting, I think. Um, Zach went to Italy last week uh, and drove the Ferrari 296. He came back like 20 minutes before the <laughs> That's right. uh, before the uh, Celica Talbot show. Uh, 296 Spider. Correct. Uh, the, the GTB just got to L.A. So, like, I'm supposed to be booking the GTB for us um, in the next, like, month. Um, but, but Zach got to go on the launch. So, how did it, how did it go? I mean, the car is amazing. Like, it... It, it's funny because it really shoots the SF90 like in the foot I mean, yeah. because it has a lot of the same tech, just fewer cylinders, and it's rear-wheel drive only instead of front-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So SF90, you know, is like hybrid system, super thousand horsepower, 500 grand to start, whatever. Now this SF90 thing, values are in the toilet. Yeah. Nobody wants them. Yeah. People bought them thinking they could flip them. They got an allocation, you know, tried to flip them for 100 grand, 200 grand more than they paid. And nobody wants them. Whoa. And now they're, they've fallen off. Well, they also, we drove that car, was it last year? Mm-hmm. Which was like peak car value, right. 0%, 0% interest on everything. So if you bought one last year and didn't get out of it immediately, yeah. like the whole market fell apart on mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And that car, I don't, I didn't come away with it feeling like it was really special. It was, it was, no. it was a good execution of technology. Yeah. And I think that trickled down to this car really well. because. Yeah. And the result was like one of the most boring thousand horsepower cars of all time. In the SF90, it's just very, very fast. And yeah, but like on really the well. road, you're you know you're not. It's no faster than a 488 on the road. You right. Just you can't think faster than that. Yeah. You know the road is the it's and maybe in a lap time it's probably a little quicker, but like on the street you can only go so fast, and there's fundamentally no difference between 700 and 1,000 horsepower yeah. when it comes to a road car. And I think a problem. Ferrari will have and other companies that do a lot of part sharing is when you have a lot of the same controls on the Roma and the SF uh, sorry and the 296 mm-hmm. and the SF90 all, the, all those capacitive things and, and haptic buttons like the interiors are starting to look more and more similar so if someone's at the dealership and they're like well this is $700,000 mm-hmm. and yes it has a thousand horsepower but this 296 has you know 830 horsepower and the same interior yeah. and looks has a similar kind of like yeah. curvaceous shape to it it's, I mean, and the, it's one half of the, the price. toughest things about SF90 is unless it's parked literally next to an F8 when you look at it you go is that an F8 or an SF90 like it does yeah. not it is not immediately obvious that you bought the crazy crazy expensive one 
It doesn't have, I mean, there are subtle differences and a real like connoisseur of the brand can see them. But to the average Joe on the street, it's not instantly obvious that what you bought is twice the price of the other one. Yeah. You I mean, know? the difference, especially the difference is the front of the cars to me is what stands out the most. Right. But unless you see, you know, that head on, like that shot. So there, right here, the F, yeah. So there's the SF90. And then, you know, the F8 still has like these, the kind of. Uh, oh, is that one side by side? This is one side by side drag racing. Can you think I can make that? It is, but that's okay. There, uh, I mean, it's. Oh, it's it, a rendering, it's, but. Oh, well, you, even so, even though even though it's a rendering, you still get the the point. Mm -hmm. It's not enormously different unless you know what to look for. And then if you do the profile shot, like you know, they Aaron takes the large less, humps, right? Even it's even less from the profile. From the profile it, yeah. Like you said, if you're a connoisseur, you can tell. But if you had two red ones parked side by side, yeah, it would be like. Oh, which what's the difference for the for the yeah. the common person? So I and think depending on what color they're painted, it could look color, even oh less God. different. We we ours was white, which yeah, is yeah. bad a bad color for most cars. It's not just an SF ninety problem. And then the yes, uh, the two nine six that I drove was like it was the uh, the Fiorano pack, so it was red but with this blue. Yeah, and even like the profile, which is kind of familiar of SF ninety, the profile it just looks uh, so much better with color. Yeah, like some cars need color yeah. to show off the curves. That's the whole point of having the curves, but the white flattens everything out, especially in the daytime. So, so this is a V6. Correct. Twin, Twin turbo, turbo V6. V6 with a hybrid v, system. Hybrid system. The hybrid system is kind of like that Vonnen car we drove. Like the hybrid is between the engine and the transmission, uh -huh. transaxle. So it's rear-wheel drive only. There's no no, no, no all silent drive. mode. No silent EV driving. It does have EV driving. Oh, it does. It's got, oh, okay. uh, it'll do 25 kilometers up to about 80 miles per hour, mm. which I did on the highway, and I was... Really impressed with the you know the high speed driving in EV mode. The, mm -hmm. the range goes down so fast. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you know, I'm sure that if it's EPA certified to like 25 kilometers, it will do that at some speed. Mm -hmm. But obviously on highway speeds, it goes down so quickly. Right. And then you have to put it into superpower mode, uh, qualify mode, and then it charges back up really quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But it's it's so cool to drive around a town like with the engine off. Like I drove past people that were literally having lunch on the sidewalk, and instead of me being all show offy and rah, 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 I just like see that's cool past. for you, but other people want to hear the car. Well, they want to show off. That's why they've bought the car. The idea that they would buy a red Ferrari to not show off somehow is kind of ridiculous. True. I mean, EV mode doesn't make the car, the car invisible, so like yeah. it's still a red Ferrari and I got a lot of eyeballs and a lot of thumbs up and stuff, but I liked having that ability to like chill out either on the highway or in town yeah. and I like kind of bring like, the heart rate it's down. It's good for like uh, you go to the early morning cars and coffee, pull out of the pulling out of the house. Mm -hmm. You know, without waking the kids or waking the wife or the dogs or whatever, you don't have that. Rawr, you know, yeah. You could pull away from the house in electric and then fire it up down the road. It's it default starts in hybrid mode, mm -hmm. so it'll like it'll do exactly that. You'll leave your driveway. So in you EV. could power it on and it won't immediately fire up. And 100%. You could just click it to EV, full EV, so you know the engine won't come on Correct. until you get away from the house. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, when I started it to drive away from the lunch spot. It was staying in EV mode just because I was giving it so little mm -hmm. throttle. Unless I like, you know, you dip into it a certain amount and you watch that power gauge go up and then it goes, okay, you want more speed than I can provide in EV mode. So now I will fire the engine. It's kind of weird if you, if you really cold start it though, because you might, it might just fire the engine and just start revving. 
you know, without really warming up, circulating the fluids at all or anything like that, right? Uh, good point. I never tested if like, yeah, if you, if you like were driving EV and floored it. it's got an electric oil pump it. because of that. Uh, it doesn't. It's mechanical still. Huh. Yeah, which I was kind of surprised about. And this isn't a thing that only Ferrari's doing, but I, I was, I just noticed because they were, they were very proud of like their new variable pressure oil pump mm-hmm. that I didn't understand because I'm not an engineer, but noticing how many other systems on cars these days are electrical powered. I've, I'm kind of surprised they don't have electric oil pump because it seems like you could have almost your a built-in pre-oiler system. Yeah. If, if you turn the battery on, it starts like pumping the oil around. Yeah. And then you turn the engine on and they're separate systems. I'm, maybe there's a reason that doesn't exist. That you just know, seems if weird. If you're a let us know. But Yeah. That like if you pull it, you, it's cold in the morning, you get in it, hybrid mode, you pull it away and it pull away from your house, you pull away an electric but the engine doesn't come on until it's like needed. Right. So, but it doesn't come on and like warm up for. It doesn't circulate oil for even ten seconds before becoming effective. It just fires and then. Uh, goes. it fired and it hangs at a, at a certain RPM of like four grand for, I think about three seconds. That's four grand. It. Go, I don't know what it was, but it like it turns on and it basically hits an RPM and it stays there. Uh. And then it goes back down and like joins your throttle foot. Oh, okay. So, it so does, maybe it does, it does do circulate. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe there's a red line limiter. I'm sure there until is. there's a you know it's uh, a certain yeah. temperature. Yeah. Yeah, there must be. Probably. Okay. All right. So how does it drive? Uh, it's amazing. Like it's. They have so many new systems on this thing. Like so many new. Um, upgraded traction control system. So what, what impressed me most is I was going over a bump at like full throttle in second, which goes to whatever miles per hour, far above you know speed limit. Um, and the bump was at an angle, so the wheels were coming off you know the mm-hmm. over the bump, left, right, da da da, and full throttle over that bump, and the car was not didn't twist, didn't step sideways, didn't do anything. Like it just managed the whole moment and mm. then just kept going forward because they've you know they've upgraded like the side slip control and the wheel sensors and the ABS system now is all brake by wire which is a big jump for them but the fact that you have that much power dealing with such an uneven surface and it's just like yeah it just keeps going forward and it's a f- and it's rear wheel drive only yeah like i would expect that from a 911 turbo or something like that but it just fucking goes um steering is what you expect from ferrari like light quick not too light and more communicative than I expected. Like I could feel a lot of the road through the wheel, which I was really happy about. Uh, the brake is that same kind of idea that the NSX had, mm-hmm. where it, the pedal will always feel the same, yeah. but it will determine how much pressure you need to give, which I haven't tried on a track, so I'm not sure if like I trust that or don't trust it. And what that allowed them to do is it has a built-in trail braking system. So if you're going you know, on a track flat out, braking in a straight line, and if you start adding steering angle, it will pull off brake pressure. So it trail brakes for you. I don't know but if I, I like that. Right. And I don't know what that would mean if I was also trail braking. Yeah. So that's like, there's a couple of those question marks that I didn't get to answer because I just didn't drive it on a track. Yeah, it might be like the auto rev matching system where it doesn't matter what you do with a blip. It just does it. You know, Maybe. once the once you engage that system, it's just it's there. It, no matter what you do underneath it, it's just still doing its thing. I mean, I watched um, 
Henry Catchpole's review of the mm-hmm. of the GTB, and he drove it on the track, and and he didn't mention like, oh, this braking system is being strange. It just shortens the braking distance, but mm-hmm. I think he only got a few laps in it. Like, it, it would be interesting to talk to someone that really laps the thing yeah. and see how that all works out. And and it's so adjustable with like the Manatino and CT off and full off. Like, does that change? how much um, the braking system is doing for you, is that adjustable too? I don't know. Because these yeah. cars have so much adjustability between the traction systems and everything else these days. Like, But they add more safety net, but how that interacts with us and how our brain works with the computer brain right. like, can sometimes be a little disjointed. Right. I don't know. How does, I mean, you remember the MC20 Maserati? Yeah which was 600 horsepower and change. Yeah. And it felt real fast yeah. on the street. Not great on the track, but on the street, it felt like a crazy amount of car. And it says 200 more horsepower than that. Yeah. Does it feel th- like 30% more powerful, or does it just also like, eh, this is just batshit fast? Um, it doesn't. I mean, just, yeah, it feels batshit. I didn't explore third, fourth gear. I feel like that comes into play when yeah. you're really in third and fourth, because this makes... 165 horsepower from the electric motor. That's a lot. It's a it's a ton. Yeah, and it's 663 from the gas motor, which uh-huh. is like you said, that's already a lot. So it's is it the same gas motor as the MC20? Of course not. Uh, yeah. Well, right. this is we've had this discussion with the MC20. Like, yeah, yeah. Neither MC, company will admit yeah. or confirm or deny. They're like, no, no, these are separate, but they have the same displacement, the same yeah. firing order. Um, I believe they have the same, like, I think Bozy did an article, like, yeah. looking at different brackets and bolt patterns, and it seems like Ferrari may have built this engine for Maserati or mm-hmm. shared architecture, but, you know, the part, the the press line or the party line is like, no, they're different, even yeah. though they're very, very similar. Yeah. How much was the one you drove? Um, 400? Starts at three. I think this was, like, four, because yeah. this had... $25,000 Fiorano package, which you, sh- so that has, um, the normal car comes with mag ride, which mm-hmm. is amazing. But this one was like the hardcore track package, which had Multimatic DSSVs. Oh yeah. But on the road, yeah, like you don't want too bumpy. Those. You do yeah, not. Yeah. yeah, you don't even. And like, if you are listening to this and you're going to buy one of these, unless you are going to take it to the track, I, and like, even if you're going to canyon like it, a lot it's too at stiff, the track. a lot at the track, you should go with the mag ride. Cause the, my ride was bumpy. Um, Did you drive a regular stuff. one too? No. Yeah. Yeah. We all, I only oh. had you know four hours with the car. So, yeah. Yeah. So I got the regular all the one to, all the way to Italy for four hours with the car. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like Italy, so it was still nice. But I, yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. it was four. Yeah. When you look at the travel to yeah. driving ratio, I think it was twenty four hours of total travel time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I for mean, flying. That's, that's these European launches. It's like sixth, you know, yeah. I went I went to Portugal for seven laps around a track in right. a Lamborghini once. Like it was just like it seems glamorous, but it's really just a lot of airports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny depending on how they design the day. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you tell people what you did, they go, "Wow, that's fucking glamorous." But if you actually live those hours of your life it's like yeah. 75% airport you know 25 20% hotel and 5% car yeah. you know it's like so crazy it's really true <laughs> i mean this thing is like it's really hard Does because it sound good sound uh, the mc20 kind of yeah it sounds like that they 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 want to call it the piccolo v12 like it's they're like well the harmonics are similar <laughs> it doesn't sound like a v12 it's way quieter which is good because you like we've discussed v6s if they're loud, like they usually sound bad. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make a good sounding V6. So this one's kind of <clears> muted. 
it it's high strung. It it sounds better than a 350Z or something for sure. Um, but it makes awesome turbo sounds. It makes like blow off like you put that well, window that down MC20 behind you. The MC20 did too. The MC20 made Dude, cool turbo noises as it well. It is rad. Yeah. Like it's it, that shit's really fun. So yeah. it it has a lot of cool sounds happening. Kind of like the SF90, that like there's a little space sound, there's a little boost blow off valve sound that's like you know almost nopi international like oh, nopi nationals. And then you have a little bit of exhaust note that's like, in my opinion, kind of mm-hmm. ho hum. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking fast, and the steering's good. Um, mine had the track carbon seats, which I don't recommend. After four hours, like I was getting like those pressure spots. Yeah, they're not great. They're not very comfortable. Yeah, just get the regular Forget comfort seats. Forget which Ferrari I drove that had those, but I didn't like them. The Portofino I drove had like the comfort ones. Yeah, and they uh, they were good. They're almost like if you put a skin over Porsche seats, where Porsche yeah. all the um, all the cushions are separated, mm-hmm. and the Ferrari ones, it's like it looks like one big leather cushion, yeah. but you can move and adjust things within them. Yeah. Get those seats, like the weight savings. There's like three different seats. There's like a base, a middle, and then the carbon ones. Get and the you middle. Want the middle ones. Yeah, with the adjustments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. It's just, it's an amazing piece of technology. It really is, and the way it all works together. It's very impressive. Well, that was what was good about SF90. The most impressive thing about SF90 was that Ferrari is not the company I would expect to integrate a hybrid system so seamlessly. I would expect it from Porsche. I'd expect it from Toyota. I'd expect it from somebody with a little more experience right. doing those types of systems. Um, but when in the SF90, even though I, I wasn't, I found the overall experience to be forgettable considering how expensive the car was um i was impressed at the transition from electric to to gas and the way that the the hybrid did kind of disappear into the background you couldn't get Mm -hmm. rid of the weight but it did sort of blend uh in a nice way yeah it's pretty fairly seamless and like it's funny because they still don't have wi-fi carplay they're talking to me they're like it's a licensing thing it's not a hardware software thing it's like making that deal go through. It has CarPlay if you plug it in. I'm sure it's Apple holding it up, too. Right? <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, to their They were going to make the deal, and then they went for an espresso, and then it was a Friday, you see, at the 2 o'clock, and they right. said, well, uh, we'll talk about it on Monday, and then it was a Monday. <laughs> and they're like, well, and the car's Monday, pulling out. <laughs> Monday, we had a bottle of red wine, and on the red <laughs> wine, and then, then we said, oh, we'll talk about it on Tuesday. And before you know it, it's 2027, and we still don't have CarPlay. And we're bringing out the next model. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it has CarPlay, but not, not wireless CarPlay. <laughs> Um, but, you know, they get the hybrid shit right. So it's kind of like they, they put the time into the powertrain, yeah. and then they had the espresso, and they took a break. And then it's like, all right, the Wi-Fi I mean, look, work, that's welcome to fucking Ferrari. I mean, that's what, you know, Ferraris had have had garbage radios for as long as I've ever driven them. I mean, in the in the early 2000s and mid-2000s, they were using the biggest trash Blaupunkt junk. And I and then Blaupunkt makes some okay stuff, but they were using the worst ones wow. for, for all through the 2000s. The most easily brickable radio. <laughs> you disconnect that battery oh, that and thing, don't have right. that four-digit code, you got a brick. And uh, it was the worst. And I don't know who made this stereo. It sounded fine. It like it wasn't anything. It probably amazing. sounds fine. But did you see the window sticker? Did you see a Monroney for the car you drove? No. I wonder if they're still charging four grand for CarPlay because on the four eighty eight, the four eighty eight I drove, uh, CarPlay was like forty eight hundred dollars. It was. I mean, it was like, 
It was truly an insulting number. It wasn't even like they're charging for this and it's free on a fucking Elantra. Like they, it's not just charging. Like they're charging so much money. Uh, oh, do well, you have a window sticker? No, but I mean, wheelsjoint.com says it's an optional feature for four grand. <laughs> um, so ridiculous. Pricing and sheets. <laughs> Is that that's for the two nine six? Yeah, this yeah. is someone for two nine six. Frychat.com. Let's see if I can even look at this. Yeah. I, I mean, that, it was on the 488 so the, and the F8, so there's there's not – if they haven't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's still four grand. I'm not sure. I'm having CarPlay. Let's I mean, I think it's like – look, they know that you're going to add it. I mean, this person in FryChat is saying if you don't have CarPlay, it's probably going to hurt the resale value more than it would cost to put it in. Yeah, because the radio sucks. Right. So it's funny. Like, if you don't spend four grand now, you're going to have trouble selling the car. And you have to take 10 grand off of it later. I mean, that's a, yeah. That's funny. Oh, wait. Uh, but they responded CarPlay is now standard in Ferrari's oh. pl- pricing reflects this. Okay. And the pricing that's reflects this. Funny. They don't make it an option anymore. They just raise the base price for Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, that rules. But to be fair, a lot of car companies do that where the new one comes out and it's like, mm-hmm. it now comes with da da da. Is $2,500 yep. more than the last one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's not a uniquely Ferrari right. thing. I just want to point is, that out. It is funny though. It is funny, <laughs> but man, I don't know. It'd be really fun to drive one of these. Like when we get the GTB for the canyons, or you know, a future yeah. track day for a shoot or something. Like, uh, yeah, it's very impressive because they did a bunch. They lightened this and they improved the braking a little bit, and they shrunk the turbos, and they're more efficient. So, like everything got hot rodded, and it all kind of just results in fucking fast car. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I drove my Ferrari a little bit because I, I got it back from Donnie's. I want to put some miles on it. The car is faster. The last thing he did when he replaced all the old vacuum hoses. I don't know why. I don't know the science behind it. But replacing the old vacuum hoses with new ones, the car's faster. Like the, res- the throttle response is better. The engine spins up quicker. And it's it feels like it's 25 or 30 horsepower faster. It kind of so makes sense, yeah. fucking awesome. And I was ripping it and had a great time and then got stuck in traffic and the fans wouldn't come on. The fans? The fans on? the fans in the radiator in the front didn't turn on. Did it get like, too overheat? It it didn't overheat to where it like boiled over. I didn't post about it. Okay. It didn't it didn't overheat to where it boiled over, but I was like, Donnie. But you like, could make focaccia the, in there. What the fuck? And he was like, motherfucker. He's like, after all the work I just put in this goddamn car, like, I'm sending a flatbed. That's it. And he sent a flatbed. And he's and and he's like he texts me, you know, an hour and a half later. Car just arrived, looked great. Ten minutes after that, he goes, "It's fixed." And I go, "What was it?" He said, "Well, the the like the wires that were that hold the temp sensor on the fan, like were just like loose, and like one fell off. Oh man! And like it was it was." It was the kind of thing where like I probably could have fixed it myself with him over FaceTime, but like. He was just like, fuck it, just send it up here and I'll fucking and so and so he brought it back to my house yesterday and so now now we're good to go and I'm gonna drive we're gonna we'll make a video of it when yep. I get back from my trip next week and then I'll I'm gonna drive it to Phoenix uh, for the auto car club bagels and bullshit on the 29th. What is vacuum controlled in the engine? Like is it like probably a bunch? Everything I mean, uh, like yeah. fuel pull and air and like, like, yeah, I well I'll have to ask Donnie, okay. but like probably a bunch. Um there's a lot of vacuum lines. I don't know what they all do. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't either. I'm curious. Like, it'd be cool to ask him what was what was perforated and therefore like losing air or gaining too much air and like 
how did fixing that improve the throttle Even he seemed yeah. surprised. <laughs> like, like he drove it and He's he like, was no, like, no. I don't know what I did, but this car is way faster. And and when I drove it, within two seconds, I was like, oh, you're right. This car is definitely faster. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's cool. So I'm into that. So, uh, And now he's tearing up the Lambo. Um, oh, yeah. He said, you know, overall, not that bad. We're going to have to go up there. Maybe on the day when we film the um, the project car and the Ferrari, maybe, maybe we'll go up there and also film something with him if we have, like, the whole day. Is that you know who is here? No. Okay. And, uh, um, but, uh, uh, so, you know, everything that we did with the Ferrari, really, we're going to do with the Lambo. I mean, it's a 34-year-old car. There's, it's had maintenance. You know, it's not like it's, it's not like it was like neglected or like right. fucked with like the Ferrari was, but we need to do all new suspension. We need to do new brakes. Um, the brakes are, are basically original. We need to do, um, Keep going. There's a great under. This, the car's it's got so a pretty cool. flat under tray. Yeah, it does. Um, we're doing shocks. We're doing but the bushing. So the car's got <laughs> the wide lens you use makes it look like it, uh, it has, it has toe out in the front and toe <laughs> in in the rear. Yeah, um, it's got um, you know a few like oil seep, not like leaks, but like seepage. So we're taking the engine out and resealing the whole engine, decarbonizing the engine. And the big one is we're converting it to euro. So basically, it has a bunch of power sapping smog shit in it. It's got a bunch of old pounds sterling in there. Just so many extra like hoses. And like go to the go to the photo at the top of the engine. The first, so you can see in that shot, that is this this plastic material inside the heim joint that's Mm -hmm. like crystallized. Oh, so it's it's the whole suspension is heim joints. It's like really like race car shit of the period, but there are these plastic bits in there that make the heim joints like less noisy right, for the right, street, right. and they need to be replaced. I mean, eventually, and I I'm pretty sure these never have. I'm pretty sure they're original. So all new suspension, just like the Ferrari, and then. Um, uh, he's going to compression check the engine. The engine feels like it's making a little less power than it should. And so, you know, if it's supposed to be um, 425 horsepower, the carbed ones were 440. Okay. The injected was 425. But so you see that uh, in the middle, it looks almost like a, just to the right, it looks almost like a power steering pump. Oh, yeah. Right there. So that is a smog pump. It pumps air into the exhaust Oh, to okay. deal with smog. And so there's a bunch of weird, all like almost all of those rubber hoses at the bottom left of the picture are there to deal with some with the smog shit. Right. So there's just these extra fucking vacuum hoses and airlines to deal with that. Since I'm a car dealer and I never have to get this car smogged ever again, we're just taking all that crap out. And it doesn't really do fucking anything anyway. And there's also to convert it because the only the US cars had the smog pump, there's also some like other shit in the car that had to, in the engine bay that had to be moved out of the way for that stuff. So there's like things that are like on brackets to move them, move the stuff out of the way for right. this. So you you kind of like undo that to convert it to a Euro spec car. Okay. So it'll get um, a little lighter. 
Yeah, it will we'll, we'll lose. Power. Yeah, it'll lose like twenty five or thirty pounds, but it'll also lose a bunch of shit that was just sucking fucking the end because the engine has to turn that pump. Yeah, it's like another thing, just like dragging on the engine. Of course. So you so you lose that. So this photo is of where a radiator used to sit. So we took the radiators out, and the radiators are shot. They need to be replaced. Oh wow! And so I was like, Donnie. Where the fuck do we find a radiator? Oh, he knows. Well, his answer was interesting. You make them. Oh, wasn't you, expecting you that. You take apart the radiators and you use the frame of the existing radiator. You have that fresh powder coated or whatever. Right. And then they make a new core. Oh, cool. And the new cores are obviously more efficient, you know, than the old cores. Right. And so... You get a you get a radiator that's like fifteen or twenty percent more efficient for the same size. Oh, that's awesome! As the as the old, and then ones. you don't have to go digging through those you know, the barns in Italy to find one. Yeah, those are the old the old radiators. They're small. They're not very big. Yeah, you know, that makes there's, there's two of them, and there's one one for each side. But you can see in the next photo, there's some sort of corrosion. You know, they're just fucking gunked up and corroded. Yeah, that looks like so. Elmer's glue. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, interesting. And what's like? This is a thirty-four-year-old Italian car. Yeah. But I've also put a bunch of miles on it, um, and it's just this is just the shit that needs doing. You want this car to be fucking tip-top? Yeah. You know, and who's to say I couldn't keep driving? I could probably keep driving on that for a while. Probably. It wasn't like exploded. But while you're in there. But but while we're in there, fucking. Let's, so what is all this? Those are all my like coolant hoses and the old fans that we're gonna replace. And, uh, you know, it's probably not going to be cheap, and it's probably not going to be quick, but this car's worth, like, twice what I paid for it. And right. if I want to keep driving it, which I do, it's fucking worth doing right. Yeah, I mean, you know? quick, cheap, reliable. You don't want to yeah. have any of those, like, you, you, what is it, pick one? And it's not like I don't have a bunch of shit to drive. It's yeah. not like I need to be driving it, so. I mean, if it's better it right. when it's back, which I think it will be. Yeah. That's cool. And so, uh, so. There's a lot of Donnie. Donnie said to me, "He goes, why are there so many hoses to nowhere?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know, Donnie. You fucking tell me. I have no idea why there's hoses to nowhere. I don't know what's going on." <laughs> we got in the car yesterday, leaving your house from dinner, and and Sarah was like, "I thought Donnie works on Ferraris." And I'm like, "Yeah, he does." And she's like, "But Matt said his his." Uh, Lamborghini was up there. I was like, well, his Countach is up there. And she goes, and that's a Lamborghini? And I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically the same. I don't think I, – I think this is the first full rebuild Donnie's done on a Countach. He's worked on them before, but uh, and he's worked on other Lamborghinis of the period. But um, this is the, the first, like, full rebuild he's done on one. And you need a, you know, you need a full in, like industrial hoist to get the engine out because it comes out I the bet top. It's so heavy with the gearbox attached to Whoa. it. So it's a whole, it's a whole fucking to do. He has that thing though. He has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it's an iron block, right? I think so. That's yeah, a heavy. It's, it's heavy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like most of the the rest of the car doesn't weigh shit. Yeah. The rest of the car is just fucking beat panels it's over wheels a tube and frame. Springs. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. I mean, the car weighs thirty thirty two hundred pounds. It's not very heavy. Um, the en- I bet that's over a thousand. The engine plus trans. Probably, Definitely. yeah, it's probably a thousand. Pounds. I bet over yeah. a thousand. Yeah, I, I wonder if he has a, if he can weigh that. I wonder if he's got a scale. My Pontiac engine was like seven hundred. Yeah, it was without the trans, and yeah. you have twelve cylinders. It's Oof. gonna be uh, it's gonna be real serious, and it's probably gonna take six months. I mean, I, I'd be shocked if he got it done in less than six months. Because he he also has to send stuff out. It's not just him. It's yeah. like vendors, right? You know, radiator like he, core and things. He doesn't personally fucking 
build the radiator. He has a radiator yeah, guy who builds the radiators. And he's probably going to have to take all the fucking fuel lines back to JPL to get palladium coated or That'd whatever be so the fuck cool. that was. It'll look rad. It'll look amazing when it's done. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. I was like, Donnie, you just make sure my fucking air conditioning works when I come back. No, you don't give a shit about that kind of stuff, but I'm going to die in there if you don't. It was working before, right? Yeah. All right. It was perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, make sure it continues to work. The uh, update on the loud exhaust tickets. We talked in a previous oh, yeah. show about a Hyundai owner who got ticketed for using track mode on the street with a stock exhaust. He was sent to the ref. Uh, when we last checked in a week and a half ago, it was, quote, Hyundai was going to help the guy out somehow. According to the guy, they really didn't. They haven't done anything. And he's he's uh, going to sell. He's going to try and sell his car. Yeah. And a couple of things happened. One, the cop who ticketed him for this was a massive bag of shit. Way overreached his authority and power in doing this and wrote a bullshit ticket. This guy then got sent to the ref, which in California is where you are sent if the cop or someone suspects that you've illegally modified your car and you're forced to correct it and the ref has to sign off on your correction. The ref then performed the sound test incorrectly, whether uh, negligently, ignorantly, or intentionally, tested the car in track mode, which is the wrong way to test the car. You have to test the car in normal mode. I've got, well, I've gotten two different people. One said, you know, the ref's supposed to test it in the default mode the car starts in. Yeah. And someone else said that the car needs to be compliant, California compliant in all modes. Like any mode that is allowed to be driven on the street should, you know, has to be compliant with California noise law. But it I seems read like, the standard you know, that was, people don't that understand. Was the yeah. standard that was linked in this article. Okay. Which is, is on the, the drive.com. SAE, uh, where's that? Go keep going down. Where's the SAE standard? Uh, keep going, keep Cannot going. Can I start in mode, in mode? Oh, it might have been the previous article. I think this is article number three. There, SAE J, uh, J1492. Oh, Just there. there. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so this Any can, mode right. that can remain enabled through a power cycle can be used for the test. Track mode cannot. Right. So that's, you can't test it in track mode. According to this standard. They did. He didn't know at the time to, f to fight with them about it or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So now, as, and they won't help. Hyundai apparently is not helping him out. He's going to sell this car. That sucks. This guy got screwed. A couple people have emailed me saying similar things happened to them. Not that they got sent to the ref because they were in other states. But one guy said there was a, a he had a, a, a buddy with a 488 Ferrari and was ticketed for a loud exhaust, and it was stock, and they're fighting that ticket right now in, in court. Their court date hasn't come up yet. Hmm. Another guy said he had a Hyundai and got ticketed for loud exhaust and a Kona N and fought and went to court, and the prosecutor said it was absolutely ridiculous and threw it out immediately. Wow. So basically, you know, this was an egregious case because this guy got sent to the ref, and then the ref fucked up either intentionally or ignorantly fucked up. But bottom line is, if you get ticketed for a loud exhaust with a stock car, fight the fucking ticket. Right. Because it has to be thrown out. The car is stock. Like, it's not on you to make that car not loud. Right. That's the <laughs> manufacturer's job. Yeah. 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 yeah that they, they're supposed to be in compliance with all of these laws. That's yeah. why they have a team to do that. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Speaking of things that are compliant in California, our project BMW. 
Uh, we picked it up from Avis Autosport in Glendale, who did the uh, mechanical work for us. Of course, we are doing a giveaway. What is the best Canyon car for 30000 bucks? Mm-hmm. And our suggestion is uh, a modified BMW 135i. Lightly modified, tastefully yeah. modified. Um, and so we bought a clean stick shift um Deep, pretty pretty nice shape. Yeah. Um, uh, BMW 135, and we took it t- first to Avis Autosport in Glendale, who are BMW specialists, to have it fully proactively serviced. We gave them the instruction of anything you find that's not right, good to go for the next, you know, five digits worth of mileage fix. Plus, we got uh, coilovers, ST coilovers. We got sway bars from Cobb. Mm-hmm. We got uh, the access port with a 50-state carb legal stage one plus tune from yeah. Cobb. We got a green filter, uh, air filter. That's like a reusable, cleanable, environmentally friendly air filter. We got multiple flu- fluids for oil, diff, and trans. Yep. And we got... Uh, Brand new OEM uh, M Sport brakes. There was not a need to do a big brake kit on this car, so we got just brand new pads and uh, hats mm-hmm. and uh, fluid. Um, and, uh, and and we hats, got really high temp fluid. Yeah, like yeah. The tech was like, oh, this is yeah. It's dot good it's dot five. It's <laughs> yeah. it's good track. You could, the brakes are the brakes and the rest of the car will be up to a, to doing a track day for sure. Uh, we got HRE wheels, f- really lightweight, forged wheels. It's a brand new model of wheel that no one's seen before, unless you saw my post on Instagram. It's called the 520M um, monoblock forged uh, wheel. Very nice wheel in silver with uh, some Michelin Pilot Sport AS4 tires, courtesy of uh, West Coast Tire, our friends here in uh, in Los Angeles, who are great with tires and wheels and alignments and stuff like that. And uh, so basically, we just got the car back. We haven't put the wheels and tires on yet. And also, right now, the car is at the body shop, uh, South Coast uh, Certified Collision. Yep. So- South Shit. South Bay. South Bay, South Bay Certified, Certified Collision Co- Repair one day, Center. One day I'm going to get a, this right. It's a long name. South Bay Certified Collision and Repair Center, uh, where they're going to be uh, making the car look cosmetically very nice. They're mm-hmm. going to. It's never been hit, but it's like the bumpers are used car bumpers. Yeah. And so, and there's some, a little bit of peel and clear coat. They're going to fix that up. They're going to make it nicey nice. So the winner will take home a ready to drive, ready to canyon, ready to track high performance, really nice, daily drivable uh, BMW 135i. Uh, I drove it, we picked it up from the shop, and then Zach just drove it today uh, with the mechanical updates done. What did you think? It just feels tight as a drum, and not not in a way where it's like bouncing around the highway and too stiff. Like It feels really nice OEM plus, mm-hmm. and it didn't really have squeaks in it before, but like any bit of old bushing compliance that was there is gone and now it's just like ride comfort like corners nice and flat i mean i drove it like on a roundabout and then the highway but it just feels it feels actually like how i would want uh modern m cars to feel in comfort mode Mm -hmm. that's how i would describe it yeah you know not too stiff it's still got the old wheels and tires on it and, Mm -hmm. and and the winner can take those home if they want but um you know it's not it's 10 millimeter lower than stock 
Uh, so it's not like slammed, but it does have a nice stance to it. It doesn't bottom out or anything like that. I think. Yeah, I went in, out of steep driveway. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, the ride. The ride is really nice. It's I really good. The ride is excellent. Um, they did these transmission bushings, which um, make the shifter feel a little more crisp. It does transmit a little bit more vibration, like through the shifter. Um, you know what? I only really noticed it on. Uh, slowing down in third gear with engine braking, mm. like on highway or on throttle, it, I didn't hear anything extra in the cabin. But yeah, like, no, it's not yeah. louder. It's just in in the yeah. shifter. There's a little more that that directness comes with just a little firmer bit of vibration. Um, the new brakes feel nice. The power, <clears throat> excuse me, the power is excellent. Uh, the old valve cover was uh, sweating just a little bit of oil. That's mm-hmm. totally cleaned up. There's no more uh, no more drips or uh, um, oil leaks or anything like that. Yep. And a lot of stuff about the car was was nice. I mean, the, the previous owner clearly took pretty good care of it. So a lot of the car's like major ma- known maintenance issues had already been done. Mm-hmm. So we fortunately didn't have to do a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, they, they found only some small things that they were like, oh, we should take care of this because we already have this shit apart. Yeah. But... Uh, the tech was like, this is a nice car. Like, yeah. This is a well-sorted car, you, you know, just the way we got it, which is good to hear. Yeah, it's it's nice. And I and I liked how it drove, man. I, I would get in that car and drive across the country today. I mean, the seats are comfortable. The visibility is great. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it makes great power. It's really, really fast. You know, we don't even have to, I mean, other than a tune, we thought like we put exhaust or did anything to it. I mean, yeah. just- There's no downpipe or whatever. No, just a stage one 91 octane tune and it, and it fucking rips. Uh, Didn't so, it would have gained fifty horsepower or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Uh, we should probably look up the chart, but I don't I don't remember exactly. But it's something it's something like that. It's a it's a it's a significant bump for just a flash. Um, so I'm happy with it, and and the guys down at the at the body shop, South Bay uh, Certified Collision Repair, I got it right. Um, they're gonna touch up the front bumper. Or it's actually a full respray on the front bumper, right? And rear, yep. And the full full respray on the bumpers. They're going to uh, blend that with the rest of the body. They're going to uh, fix the rear brake light, which is like a little bit brittle and yeah. probably w- would crack without being repaired. And uh, and then we're gonna put these new wheels and tires on it, give it like a really nice detail here at Westside Collector Car Storage. Um, and uh, we'll take it up to the canyons and see see how it is before the giveaway ends on uh, November 16th. So to enter, you can just go to go.getentertowin.com slash TST uh, or hit the, uh, hit the link in our Instagram bio. And that's right there. That's a 335i. Is that the same? Same engine, N54. Okay. Uh, and this, so that's this, just, is what, this is what they that popped up on Google quickly. That's just the st- uh, stage one tune. Totally stock vehicle. So you go from... This is wheel horsepower. Wheel horsepower. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wheel horsepower, stage one tune. uh, That is a 90... Oh, and 93 octane. So we have to use 91 here, but they say to go on 93. It goes from 240 at the wheels to 313. So 73 wheel horsepower and then 105 pound-feet of torque. Yeah, that's off just the just the tune. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's excellent. Um, uh, and so I think that's. I don't know if that's the exact numbers you get on the one thirty five. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, it says yeah. every one thirty five. I yeah, okay. So that's it. 
The gains, uh, the gains talking about are in your N54 powered BMW. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so it only requires the access so port. Yeah, 73 extra horsepower and 105 extra pound-feet. That's significant. Without making any extra noise, you know, without wrecking your fuel economy, and uh, and it'll it'll be a little less peak power uh, if you're if you stay in 91. Yeah. Uh, in California, but the gains are the same starting and ending on 91 versus starting and ending on 93. That's a Just stout gain. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Pretty sweet. Pretty, pretty I'm good. I'm into that. Um, last thing, uh, new video. I put it up late today. I'm sorry, but uh, I had a fucking busy night last night and a busy day today, but I, so I didn't get it up until 2 p.m. Pacific, but it's up now. My Alpina B8 review from Germany. Uh, go check it out. The oh boy, just playing ads through the TV there, Zach. Trying to show your horsepower, video. all-wheel drive. I I I say in the in the video description, it is the connoisseur's choice. Um, it is not an M car. It is not trying to be a motorsport theater. It is designed for someone who wants to do high speed, lots of miles. You know, if you're doing 30,000 miles a year and you're driving across some very high speed sections in, in Germany or, you know, in fucking Nevada or wherever else you are and you want to cover cover a lot of ground very, very quickly, the Alpina is, uh, is certainly your choice. Very comfortable, uh, subtle styling. Uh, you kind of have to look for what's what's different unless you can see the immediately recognizable 21 spoke wheels. Do they, um, and they make it a little softer than stock for like that. It's not softer stuff? than like a regular 650 okay. or 850. It's it's definitely softer than an M car. Got it. Yeah, it's not it's not as stiff. So as it splits an M -car. the difference between the regular. And the yeah, M's. it's it's probably like yes, probably. And in the in comfort mode, it's like totally luxurious. In comfort mode, it's. It's it's as comfortable as you know as any sports sedan could possibly be expected uh, to be. Um, have, uh, it, I'm gonna find a photo. Yeah, you gotta go. You have to go kind of far uh, a couple weeks back on the gram, but it but it is there if you go back to to my Germany trip. Um, there are certainly photos of it. But up, up. A little further back, a little further back. There it is, left side. It was great in this uh, in this green color with those Alpina yeah. stripes. It was and it stripes gold? The stripes were gold. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool, and they can they can do those graphics on uh, on any of their cars now. I think they would look weird on the SUVs. I might skip it on the SUVs. Yeah, on the uh, on the sedans. I was really really into this car. It was a great place to spend time, and the, there's a lot more to it than I originally thought. They make their own turbos. They make their own intercoolers. They're modifying engine blocks. They're making their own brakes. They're making their own suspensions. I mean, they really are doing a lot of things at Alpina. Well, more are they so considered? Than I they were doing. Like I, I know we spoke before. They're not, they don't get bodies in white, but are, are, do no. they? They're listed though as like a manufacturer, right? On the VIN like, plate, it says BMW Alpina V B8. Okay. So it's part of the VIN. It's not. It's not listed. It doesn't say not, Alpina B8. No, right. it doesn't say Alpina. It BMW is there, and it still has BMW and Alpina badges on it. It has both. Got it. Yeah. But very, very cool car. Go check out the video. Uh, it's up on the YouTubes right now. Do we have some things from the people? We do have some things. Let me uh, right. pull the thing up. Of course, if you want to talk to us via... The program, patreon.com slash the Smoking Tire Podcast, is how you do it. And uh, 
You can get plans starting at just three bucks a month, get access to the live show, ask us questions. A little more expensive, you get an ad-free listening experience. A little more expensive than that, get the show the same day and get an extra show at the uh, once a month, ninth show. Uh, a story I forgot I wanted to talk about. Mm. Do you see this? Oh, yeah. The CEO of Nikola was found guilty of fraud over statements he made while CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikola is going to be paying out $125 million to really? the SEC. That's their fine. Nice. I don't so know how do much. Do they have $125 million? That's a really good question because normally <laughs> when the SEC finds someone, it's an adorable amount of money compared to what they made right. on said fraud. Right. But in this case, I actually don't know if the company has had to shutter because of is all the this shit. Is the company still, I thought they were already done. Are I don't still know. in operation? Let me, uh, I mean, what's really amazing is that this guy is is being so investigated and and found guilt, and, and yet the other half of Nikola Tesla's name <laughs> just continues to perpetuate a fraud. <laughs> and well, it's like nothing. Nothing going on there. Nothing to see at all. Uh, here's a, f- a funny thing. So a story that was published July 15th of 2021 on NikolaMotor.com press mm-hmm. release. Nikola adds 51 dealerships in nine states. Ooh, things. And this is after he was charged, so things are looking up. Uh, Electrek in February of 2022. Uh, Nikola loses its whole supply chain leadership, puts hiring freeze as the situation looks dire. Uh-huh. So things have changed. Uh, so yeah, so it's not, so good it's not so doing so well. So I don't know if they'll be able to pay that fine. And I was not able to find out what if he's getting sentenced to jail, if he's getting fined personally. You know, basically they said like he made inflammatory statements to pump the stock price. Uh, which is, you know, including, and of course, yet. rolling a truck downhill. And yet, I, no one else has made in, inflammatory statements to pump their stock price and made claims that are not remotely true. That's How a good point. That? That's a good point. How about that? Hmm. I think uh, it's... That robo-taxi is right around the corner, though. It's right around the corner. If you don't buy one, it's like buying a horse in 1995. It's just... <laughs> well, the problem that this guy did is he didn't have any other distractions yeah. from the bull. Right, he was right. just like, we have this semi truck and they went, there's no engine in that. And he was like, fuck. Yeah. And he didn't, he couldn't go look at the birdie. Yeah. He had no birdies. Tesla said that they're delivering semi trucks in December to uh, Pepsi. I saw that, which is, which is not going to happen. Mark Tesla. my words. Stamp it. <laughs> not Count happening. It. Um, Where is their semi truck factory? Where's Uh-oh. their production line? Does it exist? Do they have... Well, you'll probably like this story I just found. Mm. <laughs> Tesla semi-truck prototype breaks down just six weeks before deliveries start. I I think the second half of that title is actually less accurate than the first half. First half, Tesla t- prototype breaks down. Well, there it is on the side of the road with a tow truck and a Ford uh, service van behind it. I think... All the Tesla service vehicles are like gas-powered vans. Yeah, Yeah. they are. Uh, Maybe they should start making their own electric uh, service vans before they try and do something. No, they can buy them from Rivian. That'd be fun. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. Apparently, Jason Fenske made a truth or bullshit video about the semi-truck. Did you watch it? Not yet. I need to watch it. It's on Engineering Explained and apparently has done very well for the the lad. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Right. To the Patreon. Um... Future guy. Okay. 
Adam says, uh, awesome show with Salika. Uh, quick, quick question, suggestion for kitchen knives and pots and pans. Kitchen what knives, I get my audience. knives from New West Knife Works. And those are the ones with the cool rainbow handles. They're awesome. They are. I like them very much. Um, and my pots and pans are from Le Crusade because I'm a snob. <laughs> they are. I, I, I know they like are. You, said. you cook a lot. Not though. because I'm a snob, because I got married and they were on the registry. And so everyone got me Dutch ovens and nigh and pots and pans and all kinds of good stuff to stock my kitchen. Um, oh, everyone liked uh, the show with Salika. Um, Randy said, uh, I was shocked you talked so much about the problems with mobility in America, but never uh, mentioned Robert Moses, the guy directly responsible for so many of those problems. We did allude to Robert Moses when we talked about uh, the issues with the low bridges in New York uh, and, and the highway system in New York. We did not mention him by name. You are right. We did not mention him by name. Um, but that area is that not that area that the problem of segregation by design um, is much bigger than Robert Moses. Um, and I think to go, it's it's almost, I've read about him, I, I know who he is, and, and there's a fucking, there's bridges and parkways named after this asshole in New York still. But, um, and he, he not single-handedly, but we talked about it being a an intentional political decision of which Robert Moses was a major, mm -hmm. major part. But to say that all of it was Robert Moses' fault. Well, he's dead, and this is still ongoing, I think, is is we didn't intentionally omit his name. But now that we talk about his name, I think let's talk about it in a bigger issue than tying it to one guy who's not here anymore. You know, it's easy to be, oh, it's his fault. Well, he's dead now, so we've moved on. But it's but it's right. ongoing. Systemic, is, that's why the term exists. It's yeah, part of the yeah. system and yeah. who are the influences on the individual people. Correct. Correct. Uh, Rich B, daily winter car suggestions. I have an N.A. Miata and a camper, man, camper van. My commute is 40 miles uh, in Hudson Valley, New York. I'm look, not looking for an SUV, and it needs to be manual. Manual always uh, reduces your choices. Used 15 to 20K, and I work in a school, so if there's a lot of snow, we're closed. Uh, Subaru Crosstrek or Impreza is on the list, but they don't seem fun. Front-wheel drive with winter tires is an option. Fiesta ST. You know, That's the funnest front-wheel drive ST there or, is. Fiesta ST or a GTI. Yep. Those are, those are or, or Focus ST. Yeah, you if you need more space, you can yeah. Focus ST. Uh, yeah. Mazda Speed 3. If I you mean, you can to get a WRX for fifteen to totally. twenty thousand bucks too. Yeah. If you, you know, they're more fun than than a Crosstrek. Cross they have way more power. Crosstrek's down on power, basically. All-wheel drive manual. You know, all-wheel drive manuals. You're you're limited. There's not a lot to choose from, and so you know the your your options are everything that exists. Um, I would go Fiesta ST because then in the summertime you'll probably find yourself enjoying it a lot as well. Yeah, and then you have a car you can use all the time. A Fiesta ST with a set of winter wheels and tires and a set of summers, and you'll be good to go. Uh, Adam Dolan also really liked Celica. Uh, Jake Shores, uh, since Matt joined Spike on his podcast, plans on having those guys on here. They've they've been on this show before. They've mm -hmm. been on the show a bunch of times. Uh, Jerry 
Probably not. I don't ask anything of my famous friends. That's why I have famous friends. If you have famous friends, never ask them to do anything. Don't ask them for a fucking photo. That's how you keep famous friends. Although I did send a little walk around video of my kitchen to Guy Fieri and asked what he thought. And he said, wow, 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 great job, and your floors are awesome. Yeah. So well, he helped was, you design it. Yes. So. He I said, you, you gave me these tips, and I took the tips. And, and here's, here's how it here's turned what out. I did with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brian Lewis says, do you think three Formula One races in the U.S. is too much? I think it's fine since we have a big country, and I don't think a lot of the European fans realize just how big the U.S. is. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Brian. I mean, the U.S. is the size of, like, most of Europe. Yeah. I mean, it's it not. I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, it is. Oh, yeah. And so if you have one on the east, one in the middle, and one in the west, that's like having... An Istanbul race, a Germany race, and a Spain race. Yeah, it's like Nurburgring. Yeah, and yeah, or uh, or Red Bull Ring, whatever. I think as long as the racing surfaces are good and the racing is exciting, like that's what it's about. Yeah, and also because of the giant bodies of water in between us and other places, like if the cars are already here and the, the race haulers are already here, okay, let's see if we can. I would rather, you know, pull one of the races out of. One of the countries that has like yeah. terrible human rights issues, and we're not great here. <laughs> yeah, I realize yeah, that. I realize that, but we're not. There's some that are worse. So, yeah, I, um, I agree with that. Yeah, if we got to five races, that would be too many. Yep. Uh, Jordan Klein says thanks for talking about the Audrain Concourse. He went. It was uh, it was a couple weeks ago. We couldn't go because I was doing Performance Car of the Year. Um, but uh, but apparently it was a great event despite the fact that it rained a lot. Ooh. That's the risk of having a uh, a show in Newport at the end of September. That shit can happen. Yeah, yeah. A solitary hero. Uh, my brother-in-law bought a metallic gold '74 Porsche Targa in 1984 from the original owner. Car now has 50,000 miles on it, and in June. He dusted it off and spent $49,000 in an engine-out restoration. The original paint interior and Fuchs wheels were not part of the restoration and in perfect condition. He's not interested in listing it for sale, but I asked if he would sell it to me. He said, make an offer. I've heard that an owner never recoups his restoration money in the final sale. So how much is a fair offer to the brother-in-law for the car? 74 Targa restored 50,000 miles. I mean... Well, it, it, the, the restoration has like zero miles on it. It's got 50 on the clock total. I think, well, let's right? just let's just pull up. Let's just let's go to the bring of trailers. Let's 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 workshop this one out real quick. Um, um, and we can go to the, you know, go look at pull up Porsche 911. And then we'll go to the auction results and we'll filter by year. And we'll see what the results look like for those type of cars. My guess off the top of my head is the car's worth somewhere between 75 and 100 grand. That's my, that's my, uh, my guess. So 911 yeah. Targa, go to, go to auctions up at the top and then go to results. So let's go down, go down, go down. Keep going down. There. Type in completed auctions, type type Porsche 911 Targa. I know I know this is great radio guys, but we're trying to we're trying to answer this question and let's 
Let's see what we get. And then go to filters in the top right there and go to year. Let's go 72 to, to 75. Not 1,075, 1975. And let's see. Let's filter it out. Let's see what we got. So here we go. Uh, 73 Targa, 174 grand, 72, 70. Here, 74. Uh, it's a Sportomatic. That's a not a great one. 73 and a half, 911 Targa, 68. So low end, 60 to 70 grand. High end, way up at 140, 180. 60 grand. Looks like that's for the uh, S's. Oh, so that's for an S, and that's an early one. So that's 74. Also an S. Go up to a 74. Let me see if 70, because 73 and 75 are different. Where was the changeover? Oh, the Sportomatic has the 74 there, has the, the later bumpers. So a 74 is more like a 75 than it is like a 73. Okay, so 73s are different. So 74, uh, 32,000. For that Targa, uh, 75, Targa, 40,000. Okay. So I think you're looking at wow. $40,000 to $70,000. That's going to be your range. I mean, some of these S's on, are pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. 31,000. I bet some of them are a million miles. I'm going to pull these up. I think I think forty to seventy is the spread. This one's how many miles on it? Eight thousand oh, true mileage unknown. So we don't know we don't know the miles there. Oh. So that one has sixty nine thousand miles and is silver. Also well, TMU though. Also TMU, yeah. Oh. So TMU is a is true mileage unknown. That's a tough one. I'm gonna go forty to seventy, and if it's just been fully restored, high end seventy, offer him sixty, sixty five and see if he goes for it. Yeah, because right. here's, here's another TMU with fifteen thousand miles and it's and it's sold for it's 43. Sold for 43. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 74 is a that's a low a low watermark year for these cars, huh? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, not not a high not high in demand. This one if it really just had a $49,000 restoration, I would offer him 60 and see if he goes for it. Market yeah. could be as high as 70, 75 if it's really really mint and it's a documented 50,000 mile car. Cuz you don't want him to hang it over your head for the rest of you know yeah. your existence together, and be like, "Ah, oh, you really underbid me on that one, man. Yeah. You owe me ten thousand uh, dollars." Gunner Ray says, "Quest request for Matt when doing the Q and A part of a show, and a question posted by a patron has already been covered. Would you read out the question regardless for the benefit of the viewer listener?" No. <laughs> You know, so if we're going scrolling through, we go, oh, we've done it before. And they go, we've done what before? Yeah, no, yeah. that's a that's a waste of radio time. I'm sorry, Gunner, but the you're going to have to trust me that when I say we've covered that question in the show, that we really have. It, it may be that, Gunner, you already know the answer to that question. Now, you don't know what the question is, but it means you already have the knowledge, and we don't need to tell you the question. Yeah, I mean, we're doing a radio show here, and, and it's it's for the benefit of everybody, I think, and... I think I, I think that yeah I think that's I think we don't need to repeat ourselves and you're just going to have to take our word for it that if someone asks a question that gets covered that it's been covered yeah um, you, you got something else or is that it no that's it okay cool that's our program folks uh, I am going out of town tomorrow going on the road and track Hudson Quattrocento which is one of those 
um, luxury lifestyle road and track events. We've got Randy Lanier is coming. What? Yeah. He's going to do a Q&A with uh, AJ Bame. If he's driving a very large panel van, don't look inside it. Yeah. He's dri- he's going to be la- giving people ride-alongs at Lime Rock. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. He's driving on the track. Wow. What's mm-hmm. he driving? Just whatever press cars are there? I don't know. That's I'm cool. not sure what he's driving, but I'm driving a Jaguar F-Type R, the new one, which, nice. which I, I'm kind of actually kind of stoked for. I love the F-Type. Yeah. It's a fun, fun uh, car. And uh, Mike Guy is going. Eddie Alterman is going. We've got 20 uh, couples. I don't know if all the couples are necessarily romantically linked or if some are just friends, but 20 couples, uh, 20 cars. The list of cars is great. I mean, it's a great spread. Everything from Ferrari 812s and uh, 911 Turbos down to Corvettes and Vipers, and there's even a couple of... Um, you know, like GTIs and uh, WRX STI type hatch, hot hatch type cars, and and it's a really good spread. Someone's bringing a GR Corolla. Um, it's going to be a, a great uh, Hudson Valley experience, and we're staying at some very nice hotels, having some some five star food, lapping Lime Rock, and uh, we have other events uh, coming up. If you go to experiences.roadandtrack.com, we're going to have one in the Smoky Mountains, the Tennessee uh, Bourbon Trail, and the Tale of the Dragon. That's that's the next one coming up after this. And then, of course, the Route to Vine, uh, the wine tasting event. Oh, so here's the itinerary. Uh, starting in Cortland, New York, we're then going to go to Lime Rock Park. Uh, we're then doing a Hudson River Drive. We're doing. We're staying at this amazing hotel called the Adelphi. Uh, then we do another smoky uh, uh, Appalachian uh, drive. We're going to the Bethel Woods Center for the Arts and the Museum at Bethel Woods. We're staying at this place, Calicoon Hills, which is a, a beautiful hotel we stayed at on uh, on what do you call it, uh, P. Cody. Um, this year and the roads up there are just spectacular beautiful beautiful roads the route is great so go to experiences.roadandtrack.com it's a little too late for this one because by the time you're listening to this we'll already be on it but uh, the next one will be in Tennessee Um, it's not even listed yet but trust me it exists and then route to vine in uh, northern California again later um, in the springtime That's our show. Thank you to all our patrons for doing it up right, and we will see you all on the next one.